Welcome to another edition of Park Talk Podcast, the official podcast of the Naperville Park District, where you can engage your senses. Welcome back to our Park Talk Podcast studio for our third series, highlighting environmental topics as we celebrate spring, Earth Day, and Earth Week here in Naperville, Illinois. I'm Sue Omenson, Community Development Manager for the Naperville Park District, and I'll be your host for this series. In today's episode, our guest is Kay McKean, Executive Director of SCARCE, a nonprofit organization in DuPage County that is dedicated to educating the community about recycling, composting, and environmental issues in general. And today we're going to talk about something that we most likely take for granted, our soil. And thanks so much for being here today, Kay. Here in Illinois, we have some of the best soil in the world for farming. What makes this soil unique and what's threatening its health? I'm glad to be here, Sue. Thanks for having me. Soil is so important. You know, we teach kids a lot about clean air and clean water, but we really don't teach kids about the very foundation of our planet, you know, our planet Earth. And so soil is really critical for growing our food, for cleaning our water, for helping us absorb pollutants out of the air. It's very important. But in Illinois, we have an exquisite soil. It's known as an exquisite soil. It takes 600 years to make an inch of our soil. We even have a state soil. It's called drummer soil. And it's, it was discovered in Drummer Creek. That's where it got its name. And there are only 20 states that have recognized some of their soils as being very special. And this is truly a special soil. It is filled with microbes. A lot of people don't even know that soil is a living organism. There are so many healthy microbes, like a billion microbes in a tablespoon, something like that, or seven billion. I mean, it's enormous a number of healthy microbes in healthy soil. And when they talk about the sweet smell of soil, the sweet smell of earth, that's because there's a lot of life in our soil. And there are a lot of things hurting our soil right now. We overuse it. We don't let it rest. We plant plants that are not native on it. So it erodes away, washes away. It doesn't have any deep roots holding it in place. We put a lot of chemicals on our soils, too much fertilizer, too much herbicides, too much pesticides. And we don't really think about the microbes that are living in that soil and how they need clean water and healthy air to be around them to do the job that soil is supposed to do for us. So Kay, what are some of the other ways that we damage our soil without even realizing it? It's amazing to know that a lot of people, once summer gets here and they start mowing their lawns, the number is 17 million gallons of gasoline are spilled on our lawns when we refill our lawnmowers. How is that even possible? Isn't that an amazing number? 17 million gallons. Now, I didn't get that number. Somebody else came up with that number. But the Exxon Valdez was 11 million gallons. This is 17 million gallons, and it's spilled across the country onto our lawns. Or people fill their lawnmowers on their sidewalk or their driveway, but then they use a hose to wash it off the driveway, and it ends up in our soil, you know, next to the driveway. So well, clearly we need to be more careful with filling our lawnmowers. And you mentioned that the plants we have in our yard affect the soil too, that planting native plants with deep roots is important. What happens when we only have plants with shallow roots? It's impacted in a lot of ways. Compaction, constantly, you know, stomping on our soil because we don't have enough um, water in our soil. We don't have enough of the nutrients anymore to keep the soil healthy. The roots are too short, so it gets hard. This can be as hard as concrete, and people really don't think about that hard surface anymore. I know the park district has taken some steps to take care of the soil in our parks, including using organic fertilizers and some composted material. 
and they're testing to see how, how that's affecting the soil. Um, what's, what can residents and local businesses do to help? Well, we all can help. We can all help. And some of the steps are very, very simple. Composting is a great answer. You know, a lot of people, when you go out into a forest, they comment about how beautiful the trees are. Well, the trees are beautiful because over the winter, leaves and little branches and undergrowth were there. And those nutrients help keep the soil from the freezes and the thaws that are under the trees. So the roots get to develop. The roots get to take in oxygen. The roots get to bring in moisture, deep roots. So we need that kind of duff to be left on our soil. It is like a down blanket. And if we all left the leaves on our soil, you can even mulch them up and make them small, right? Cut them up with a lawnmower. But that gives it a blanket. So the roots don't freeze and thaw and freeze and thaw through the winter. That way they're ready for the spring. They've been protected. They've had some nutrients all winter long, and they're ready to go in the spring. That would be a simple step is grind up your leaves with a lawnmower and leave them on your lawn. Whatever doesn't decompose over the winter, you certainly can rake up, put it into your gardens, put it into your compost bin, but give that protection all winter long. If you are going to uh, put oil or gasoline into your lawnmower, put cardboard under it, um, put kitty litter there so you can kind of scoop up any drips that happen. Be very careful, be very purposeful when you're filling your lawnmower that you're not overfilling it and running it onto your soil or your driveway where it'll eventually get into our soil. I think, too, knowing that Kentucky bluegrass is not native to our area. It is never going to like it here. We're too cold. We're too hot. We're too dry. We're too wet. <laughs> it's never really going to like it here. So clover. More and more people are planting clover. It's good for our pollinators. It puts nitrogen back in the soil without buying chemicals. It doesn't grow too tall, so you're going to mow less. It's actually very, very pretty. It's very sweet smelling. Clover has a very, very sweet smell, which is why it's so great for our pollinators. So we can look at more what nature does. Nature protects the soil all winter long. Nature then has plants that are used to living in our climate. We, we, you can't put something here that doesn't really belong here and expect it to thrive. What about composting food scraps and things like that? I am so excited about what's happening in Illinois. Composting your leaves, your twigs, your apple cores, banana pills. How does nature handle what we're going to do with an apple that falls off of a tree? It breaks it down. The moisture goes back in the ground. The nutrients go back in the ground. Yes, maybe a squirrel or a chipmunk chews on it for a little bit, but that's okay. If we think, how does nature handle a problem? that is the best choice that we can make in our own yard. So if you have an area in your backyard that you can have a compost bin, put your coffee grounds and your tea bags with no staples, your apple cores, your banana peels, take the stickers off those banana peels, no plastic in there. Put your leaves and your twigs and let that cook. Let that cook. Let the microbes be happy. Let the bacteria get real active and they will make the most nutrient-rich um, vitamin for your soil that you can have. We're basically mimicking what nature does just in kind of a confined space. If you put that loose compost then onto your soil, it'll help break up the compacted soil. It'll put nutrients. We know that compost, food scrap amended compost, holds more water. So you'll take less water out of Lake Michigan. You'll save money. Um, that water, the water in the food is stays relevant. If you use a garbage disposal, all the good nutrients in that apple core, they go down to the Water Sanitary Treatment Center. You use eight gallons of water to process just one pound of food. 
through a garbage disposal. And a lot of people have to call the plumber a lot because they don't know that it takes about eight gallons of water. That's a lot of water. That's a tremendous amount of water. The whole world is starting to pay attention to conserving water. So you can get rid of your garbage disposal, get a compost bin in your backyard, put your eggshells out there. My grandmother, she'd make hard-boiled eggs, and then she'd roll it with a rolling pin, and then she'd sprinkle that calcium all over. I'm not sure she knew it was calcium, but she knew that birds in their nests, the eggshells fall down, and then pretty soon the eggshells are gone, and we've put that calcium into our soil. So we can kind of just say, what happens in nature, and let's do it ourselves. It'll save money. It'll save resources. It'll make our soil much healthier, and we reduce our waste. We reduce what we're sending to a landfill. Food scraps are anywhere from 20 to 30% of what we send to a landfill. And it makes methane gas. It makes leachate that we all pay for as taxpayers. Um, The federal government has a goal to reduce the methane gas that's coming out of our landfills by 33% by 2025. That's coming up. That's in seven years. That would take everybody starting composting right now. So it's pretty simple to compost. But if you look at what nature does, that's what nature does. It puts nutrients back. Um, what about the difference between your composter in your backyard and maybe taking advantage of something like curbside uh, composting that Naperville has now? Naperville is so lucky and so smart. Uh, we now have three communities in DuPage County that have curbside food scrap composting. And so you get a special bin in Naperville. It's a subscription. You subscribe and you sign up to have the special bin. Coffee grounds, eggshells, tea bags with no staples, um, chicken bones, all of those things, apple cores, your pumpkins, all can go in there. But also your your um, leaves and your grass clippings. Leave them on your lawn as much as you can, but maybe there's something you need to put out to be composted by somebody else. But this is an opportunity to save water. This is an opportunity, most importantly to me, is save all those nutrients, those amazing bacteria and microbes that are in our food scraps, those minerals that we're just beginning to understand the different minerals in blueberries versus oranges and things like that. So we get to keep those nutrients. We get to keep the water. We get to keep the mass, the solid mass. We reduce methane gas at the landfill. It's like win, 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 over and over again. So if you can't compost at home or if you want to take advantage of composting things that are a little tougher to do um, in your backyard, like the meat scraps, At the compost facilities, they're going to shred it all up. They're going to mix it with leaves and twigs and branches, and they're going to grind it all up. They've got really great machines that turn it all at the proper time and the proper temperature. They're going to be able to make it into amazing nutrients that you'll be able to buy at the hardware stores and add to your own vegetable garden. So lucky, Illinois is very lucky. We have now um, 26 communities with food scrap composting. Renting a curbside compost bin is an additional cost for residents. Have you seen examples of neighbors sharing one? The bin is 35 gallons or 32 gallons, and hopefully most families do not have 32 gallons of food scraps. Maybe at Halloween you have extra pumpkins or something, but you don't need a 32-gallon container. But if you kind of work cooperatively with your neighbors, your neighbors can bring over their eggshells and their coffee grounds and their apple cores and banana pills. Just make sure they all know the rules, no plastics and things, and share the expense. And when the truck comes down the street, it only has to make one stop. But the point is, is we're going to rescue the water and the nutrients and yeah. And how is composting expanding throughout the whole state of Illinois? We've got a great organization called the Illinois Food Scrap Coalition. And it is helping people build strong programs across the state. 
so that people can be educated. It's not rocket science, like we said, but it's educating residents about, yes, what can be composted, no stickers, no candles in our pumpkins. But a lot of people, we've lost that connection to our soil. So this group is working hard with restaurants and hotels and colleges and communities to build very strong, very educated communities for composting and helping our soil. Soil is a resource. I've, you know, where they talk about non-renewable petroleum, a million years to make petroleum or whatever, but 600 years is not in our lifetimes. No. Not in our kids' lifetimes. I mean, 600 years is a long time to make one inch of drummer soil. So every time we put these nutrients back, we are supporting that amazing soil that Illinois has. Thank you for listening. Be sure to submit your comments, suggestions, and questions for our mailbag segment through our website at naprovilleparks.org forward slash podcasts. Additional information on Naperville Park District programs and services can be found at naprovilleparks.org. The Naperville Park District's mission is to provide recreation and park experiences that promote healthy lives, healthy minds, and a healthy community. Park Talk Podcast is a production of the Naperville Park District.